If you're a lifelong Christian, uh, you may not recognise what I'm about to share. Um, I'm not, um, and I came to faith a bit later in life. But um, so when Sarah and I met, uh, you may have heard this part of my story, which was that we'd just uh, been married and she would go off on a Sunday evening and I would sit on my own at home, twiddling my thumbs, thinking this is a bit boring. I'm not sure this is what I signed up for. So I started going with her. Um, and uh, there's a whole story that comes out of that. But on the occasion when we would go to a service which was a communion service, um, if you're not a Christian, then the communion service is just a bit weird because everybody else is joining in and you're not allowed to and you're not invited to other than maybe to come and receive a blessing. So it's an opportunity to sit and watch what everybody else is doing, um, but also maybe to have a look at the words in a particular way. And there was one particular part of the communion service that always struck me and, and got me thinking. Didn't necessarily understand the rest of it. Um, it, it, was, it was maybe a little time after I actually came to faith that I really realised that Easter was actually quite important. Um, <laughs> I came to an Easter that oh, this is what they were talking about on the Alpha Course. Anyway. And it's the prayer of humble access. It's that bit just before we take communion and we say these words. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, which, frankly, is a bit of a mouthful and a bit difficult to get the breathing right to get to the end of the sentence. Um, but it really struck me that we would be sitting there saying these words, we are not worthy so much as to gather up crumbs under your table. That sounds like a pretty lowly place to be. How can you possibly want to think that yourself? And then the next words are really, really important. But. But. You are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. And that just really got, I didn't know why, but as a non-believer, that, that got me every time this was read out by, the, by the, the leader of the service. We are not worthy to even gather crumbs. Why would you think that of yourself? But you are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. And uh, many of you would have heard me share this picture before. There's a... There's a, there's a statue um, outside Charing Cross Station, the opposite side from Charing Cross Station, is you're going in the little alleyway that goes around the back of St Martin in the Fields, and it's of Oscar Wilde. And I say statue, it's actually, it's, he's lying down. Um, and it looks almost like a coffin on this sort of stone plinth. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bronze of, of, of um, Oscar Wilde, and it's got some famous words of his. Because at the end it says, all of us are in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. 
And that epitomizes for me the distance there is between humanity and Jesus. There's a bit on the Alpha Course when, when we're talking about sin. And we say, you know, we, we tend to measure ourselves against the worst person we can think of. Um, and say, so we're doing okay. Well, actually, I remember somebody giving this talk, you know, and saying, well, Jesus, he's right up at the top there. You know, as far as you can see. And you're down there. And yet he comes down to us and dies on the cross for those sins that leave us down there. It's just, we, we make that gap too small, and actually it's enormous, the gap between where we are and where he is. And yet he fills that gap for us. And that's why that word but is a deeply theologically significant word. Because wherever you see the word but, it means whatever came before is about to change 180 degrees. So I'd like you to turn to Romans 3. Um, and we'll start at verse 9, which is on page 1130. Now, I'm very cautious in using this because we're about to, in a few weeks' time, start a whole series on Romans. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Um, not least my own. But, uh, so we're going to start at verse 9. But just at the start of verse 3 says, What advantage then is there of being a Jew, or what value is there in, in circumcision? Much in every way, it says. First of all, they have been entrusted with the very words of God. And then there's this slightly complicated kind of to and fro of question and answer and a complicated theological argument, which I'll leave to somebody else in a few weeks' time. However, it picks up in verse 9. What should we conclude then? Are we any better? Not at all. We have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. Now, since the world is made up of either Jews or Gentiles, that means absolutely everyone are all under sin. As it is written, and this comes from Psalm 36, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away, they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore no one will be, declared, will be declared righteous in his sight. We do not presume to come to this table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness. By observing the law, rather through the law, we become conscious of sin. So we know what our sin is because God tells us what it is. But, 
now. So down to there, we've had Paul identifying for the Roman church, giving the foundations of an entire faith that he's gathered over a, you know, all these many years of teaching and spending time in the presence of God. Just how desolate the human condition is. But now, 180 degree turnaround, because of the presence of Jesus Christ, a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. So we have the creation, we have the fall, we have all this stuff that happens in between with the coming in Exodus, we have the giving of the law and all the other uh, law which is given in various ways. We have the coming of the prophets because they, they and we still cannot do what God requires us to do and so he sends prophets to give the word of God to people, warning them to come back to him. The law and the prophets testify of this righteousness of God. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So from that desolate place that we alone will be left, faith in Jesus Christ pulls us out of that because he comes from there down to us and drags us out of the pit. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished he did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. We are not worthy of this grace, but we get it anyway. By faith in Jesus Christ. So if we don't feel desperate, we should. If we do feel desperate, there is a way out. Because in our desperation, we look to Jesus. We say, you are my Lord and Saviour. And his gentle hand comes in and pulls us out. Amen. So let's not make that gap too small because that makes our gratitude and thankfulness even smaller. We recognise the chasm for what it is and it deepens our worship because we realise just how much we owe and yet there is no price to pay because he has paid it for us. As we seek encounter with Lord Jesus today, may we be reminded that there is no condemnation 
faith in Jesus. In fact, it's quite the opposite. When we say Jesus is Lord, he takes us out of condemnation, specifically self-condemnation, that we may be receive the righteousness which is of him. That means being right with God, which is exactly how we were made. Should we pray that together? Not only as a reminder to us, but as a fuel to our witness to others, that they fall short of the glory of God and they need the Saviour to take them out of the pit they may not even realise they're in. But also to celebrate the glory that is having faith in Jesus. Because if we dwell in one part of the story, we can leave people worse off than they were to start with. You're a sinner and you're in a pit. Bye. Doesn't really help. You're a sinner and you're in a pit, but there is a way out. And his name is Jesus and he loves you deeply. Let's pray. Father, take the scales from our eyes that help us to say that life and our existence is better than it is in your eyes. But Lord, don't leave us there. Show us the glory of your salvation. Show us the marvel that is your grace. Come, Holy Spirit, life-giving water pour on your people today. For those who struggle to receive forgiveness because we, we can't forgive ourselves, Give us new hearts that can receive your forgiveness and recognize that when you forgive, you remember those sins no more. And in doing that, release us from our own self-condemnation. Come, Holy Spirit, and fall in this place today. We glory and give thanks for your redemption. that you would die for me.
we are not worthy. But you are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us.